Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Two and One Golf Podcast. Sterling and Mike here. Big weekend, or at least lots of tournaments this weekend. We can we can talk through whether or not it was a big weekend, but lots of lots of tournament action. Tony Finau is your winner in the Mexico Open at Vedanta. 24 under, wins by three, fends off a mm-hmm. charging John Rahm. Was he charging? Uh, it, was a, it was a very final tame, round? calm John Rahm. Yeah. A calm charge. It was, it was kind of a mini charge. Definitely maybe. played well on Saturday. Uh, John Rahm shot a 61. Absolutely. Definitely put a little bit of pressure on Tony, but Tony came out, uh, birdied the first hole, and never looked back. Yeah, I mean, kind of kind of a pretty yeah, a pretty solid you know not spectacular but very solid do what you have to do to win kind of performance from Tony there were some there were some club choices off tees that I thought were extra conservative 3 iron 3 iron to a 491 yard par 4 you know thought he could have bitten off a little more off the tee there but you know did what he had to do made par on a difficult hole definitely definitely looked like he didn't want to lose it um you know the putting held up i thought that was one of the big things is the putting the putting definitely held up he's got the toe of the putter so far off the Mm -hmm. ground it's insane absolutely very unorthodox putting uh setup a very short poppy kind of stroke and you know with him being so tall and I guess his wingspan, like his hands are very low, which causes the, the, the toe of the putter to come off the ground. Um, and I don't know, like some, some weeks when he wins, right, it's 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 red hot. And then other weeks it's it's ice cold. So I guess you got to pick and choose. Yeah, I mean, variability is definitely, definitely rewarded on the PGA Tour. You know, you want to have those really hot weeks, make all those putts in one week so that you can uh, – you know, so you can cash a big check and, and hoist the trophy. And he definitely, he definitely did that. It, it's funny coming down the stretch though. I was really worried about him having to hit any left to right sliders with that toe so far off the air. And it seemed like, uh, you know, he made a couple of them kind of mid round and definitely looked pretty decent on them. And then those last few holes, they were all nice mm-hmm. right to left putts for him. I mean, it just, it, it couldn't have been, it couldn't have set up any better for him to uh, to be able to take it home. I mean, he just gave Rom absolutely no daylight whatsoever. Yeah, and, and for John, it would have taken you know another low sixty round to really uh, to make it interesting. I do think if he could have gotten within one at some point during that final round, maybe puts a little bit more pressure on Tony. Um, one thing that is interesting is Tony and and John are pretty good friends uh they both live out in utah together well, obviously not together but in utah and you know they've been good friends for a while now um and i don't know if you if you saw on the broadcast but like john Rahm was over there talking to tony uh, pretty late in the round almost like congratulating him before the round was over and um i don't know it's i i had this idea in the back of my mind right so john Rahm won last year he was a defending champion tony Finau finished second they flipped this year and I know it's a lot of money, 
but just in the back of my mind, I feel like the John Rom almost kind of like let Tony win. I know he didn't, but that's just in the back of my mind. Did he let his foot off the gas? Maybe, maybe just knowing that, you know, let me let my buddy have right. one. I've got four already this year. Six, you know? Yeah. Yeah. To win another one this soon. You know the other thing, and I've 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 heard this posited on a uh, on another podcast. Did Rom actually have the best finish he could possibly have in this tournament, finishing second? Because played really well, great title defense. Doesn't have to come back next year to defend if he doesn't feel like it. Wow. You know now he's got options. Tony really really needs to make the trip down to Mexico, and you don't know exactly what. The 2024 season is going to be like it's going to be a lot different. John, yeah. he's got options now. He goes, he doesn't go. Yeah, eh, he's no big. He's, he's not the defending for champ. Sure. Um, I did see Tony. Yeah, they asked him, you know, what, what brings you back to Mexico this year, and he said it's a, a great vacation spot for his family. Obviously, he travels with his family everywhere. Um, big family guy, and obviously his his past uh, history at this golf course, finishing second last year. Um, so I guess for Tony, it's a little bit. It's more about the area and their family experience that they have in Mexico than you know just the golf tournament. So I, I definitely see Tony coming back, uh, even if he doesn't win next year. Yeah, and uh, can definitely vouch for that part of the world being a phenomenal vacation spot. Honestly, kind of, you know, other than the spot on the schedule kind of don't know why more guys don't head down there with their families because yeah it's uh it, it's pretty much paradise especially especially this time of year so you know good on tony for taking advantage of a weak field but beating the number one player in the world you know good good points management too you know yeah um i have here you know when tony plays this well 65 64 65 66 he, he makes the game look very very boring driver you know sometimes three iron wedge in hand hits it to 10 15 feet and with that toe off the ground with the putter just rolls in a bunch of putts um and you know his last he's got four wins uh in the last year i'm trying to think what he won the 3m he won mm-hmm. Rocket Mortgage, and he won Rocket something Mortgage. in the wraparound. I can't remember exactly which one it was, but really no huge events. And you got to—is it just a timing thing for Tony? Like, is his game like, does it not match up with the the big time events, like your designated events or your majors, um, or is it just the pressure of those events gets to him and he doesn't play well? I don't know because he's had so many good finishes. It's it's kind of do you credit him or do you ding him for those good finishes in high profile events? You know, you knock on the door enough times, you figure it's finally going to open, and he does that. He puts himself in position in high profile events. So I, I think that given the fact that he's got a playoff win at the Northern Trust. I think that gives him a little bit of mm-hmm. breathing room as far as the, you know, the can't close the big one sign that do. You know, I don't think that we can put that one on his back 
anymore. It might come back if he continues to win these PGB Tour events. But, uh, you know, I, th- I think he's still got a little bit of a grace period. Do you remember that. who he beat in that so, Northern Trust playoff? The player went to live and he's got long hair. Um, so Cam Smith wasn't Cam Smith. Yeah. So Cam Smith. Cam Smith wasn't. Yeah. Right. It wasn't that yeah, Cam. It wasn't Smith. that Cam Smith. Um, during the time of that Northern Trust playoff, which I believe was 2021, um, but Tony had a very low Sunday. wasn't near the final group. Mm-hmm. Um, shot something probably like 65 or lower. Got into a playoff with Cameron Smith, and you know Tony went first, put the ball on the fairway, and then Cam Smith just blocked it way right into the water. And as Cam Smith yeah, sometimes does, he did that in the. I think he did even when he's playing. Even when he was on uh, his tear, I think didn't he throw one away? Another that another one uh, he could have won. I don't recall. I thought. I thought he I'm unsure, but basically my point is, like, yeah, he got into a playoff, but it was kind of handed to him a little bit, um. Because at that point, I think Cam Smith had to end up reteeing because it never really crossed anywhere. And again, by that point, it was already over. So he just had to hit the green and two putt. Um, but yeah, I mean, congratulations to Tony. Like he said, PGB tour kind of event. And look, he's got he's got six wins now. Um, so still waiting on that yeah. first I mean, that's, major. That's... But congratulations to him. Another. So yeah. in other news. Speaking of uh, speaking of players yeah. with long hair, we'll go with that. Um, Akshay Bhatia is it Bhatia? I think it's Bhatia. What do you think? I think it's I think I it's know. Bhatia. I feel like it's. I who knows? All right, we'll we'll settle this. We'll we'll settle this. Who can say? But yeah, Akshay. Um, anyhow, playing on a special temporary membership with his, I believe, second place finish at the Puerto Rico Open. Um. Now That's you right. got fourth place uh, in Mexico. You know, playing pretty well on the PGA Tour, but really not. You know, he doesn't know where what it's going to lead to because he's not accumulating FedEx Cup points right now. He has to win uh, in order to start counting those FedEx Cup points and you know get a membership for this year. Uh, so his, you know, his status is really up in the air. But um, you know, great, great showing for him. Uh. 68 65 a 63 on a, a very scorable saturday and you know started the round sunday with a couple birdies kind of fizzled out yeah kind of cooled off which kind of cooled off i mean definitely. for a player like him like corn fairy status again not really a pj to remember yet um still trying to get that experience um shot a 70 on sunday a couple of bogeys there in the middle of the round kind of took him out of it um He's looking good to get that uh, membership for 2024. Definitely does. But I've got to ask, should this exist, special temporary membership on the PGA Tour, the status that he has I think it depends on how you look at it. Because if you take it away, he's not at the Mexico Open, right? He gets Mm -hmm. a... I don't know. I'm trying to figure out how he qualified for the Puerto Rico Open, maybe a special sponsorship exemption. Um, but, you know, plays in that, gets a second place finish. And if you don't have this 
special temporary membership, he's who knows how many more starts he has on the PGA Tour for that year. Uh, if you look at it from, yeah, you can you can have the special temporary membership, but I think you're saying like you should automatically get FedEx Cup points. Is that correct? That's yeah. That's where I come down on this. Is that rather than special temporary membership, which makes you kind of you know uh, kind of a partial member of the tour, kind of a second class citizen of the tour, as it were, he's he's earned the right to earn FedEx cup points. If he is one of the top 70 point earners on the PGA tour by the time the playoffs start and just hasn't won a tournament. Yeah. How can you say that the 70 best players who've been playing PGA tour events for this year are in the playoffs? You can't. Right. If he doesn't make it, you can't. So that's why I feel like not that the special temporary membership it's not that it shouldn't exist and he shouldn't get to play, but more he's played well enough. He's earned his stripes. He should be earning real FedEx cup points. They shouldn't be sitting in an escrow account somewhere waiting for him to hopefully win. Cause if he doesn't win, he's getting Zalatorist. Yeah. Same thing that happened to Will Zalatorist would happen to him. He's got to sit out a year to make the playoffs. And I think that, you know, especially with, uh, you know, the guys who are going to do this, they're going to be, young exciting players who the pga tour should really be really be featuring really be telling their stories that's going to be really interesting much more interesting i think than the person who's otherwise going to finish 70th in the uh, in the points race so yeah what are you like mm-hmm. what are we doing here um so currently uh what he needs to do like what does he have to do uh, a win would be great. Obviously, it gets those immediate yeah. FedEx Cup points uh, and all the ones from his previous events. Um, but he needs to equal or surpass a top 125 in the FedEx Cup, and that's at the end of fall. So through the playoffs and right. a couple of the wraparound uh, events to earn full status on 2024. And we kind of sat down and you know did some of the math. Um, we looked at it. I think he was 100 and what did you say? How many points was he at after the Zurich? All right, so after the Zurich, he had 261 mm-hmm. points. And that is putting him, I believe, around 104th, 105th. But if we add it, if we figure that he probably got somewhere in the neighborhood of 140 yeah. points, so that takes him up to about an even 400, that's putting him right at that 75th, 76th right. spot. Knocking yeah, on the door a, of the playoffs, boy. and he would need right, and and he's looking at overtaking titans of the game like David mm. Lingmurth, JT Poston. I mean, the postman delivers and could easily deliver again. Alex Smalley. We'll get to him in a second. Yeah. Math McNeely. Um, this guy who you may have heard of in the 71st spot. Who do you think this is in 71st? This guy that I do not do have, have a list up? up. This guy that I may have heard okay. of. You may uh, have heard of this guy who's sitting in 71st can I get a right hint? now. Can I get more of a hint? Um, Old or young? You know, he's really, he's, uh, he's, well, you know what? He just turned uh, 30. There's your JT. Hint. JT is sitting in 71st. And uh, Nico Echevarria in 70th, Robbie Shelton in 69th. So 
you know, not completely out of the realm of the possible for Akshay to jump up another six or seven spots with some more good finishes, looking at the form that he's got right now and get himself into that top 70. So yeah, again, I think, what are we doing here? PGA tour? Yeah. Player on a hot young player on a hot streak. Great story. Didn't go to college, came out, you know, came out of high school, decided I'm just going to play professional golf. I'm going to figure it out. You know, I'm going to play mini tours. I'm going to grind. I'm going to Monday qualify. I'm going to do whatever I can. And here he is clocking top five finishes in PGA tour events. And you're telling him he's not good enough to play in the playoffs. I think the PGA tour is just asking a little too much out of these young guys. Like, yes, we're going to give you a special temporary membership, but we're going to, if you want to play in the playoffs this year, you're going to have to go out and win. Yeah, I mean, it It really maybe might be tinfoil hat time here, but it, it feels like the membership really wants to keep things as closed as possible, and they're not going to give you that spot in this year's playoffs unless you really do something amazing. You know, whereas, honestly, finishing in, in the top 70 in the regular season, it's a pretty yeah. damn good achievement. Uh, a couple other shout-outs that I want to do from the uh, the PGA Tour event this weekend. You mentioned uh, Alex, or sorry, Austin Smotherman um, finished T five. Uh, quick shout out to him because he is a first T alumni, and this is also his best finish on the PGA Tour. Uh, your boy, yes. friend Francesco Malinati, my boy, with a ciao, Francesco Malinari, four, uh, and Madison squeezing squeezing in that top 25 good yeah, on you Francesca. You keep it up and maybe get inside the top top 70 um surprised he didn't go to live honestly mm. i'll just say that hey you know he's yeah, in it for the love of go. the game um you know madison couldn't be here today super busy with work uh big events hopefully that's going well for him but wesley bryan uh miss cut Started out with a nice round of 71 and then shot 79 on Friday to really put himself out of it. Yeah. Hate to see it. Hate and it's, to see it. I got to be honest with you, Mike. It's, um, you know, we're a part of this whole YouTube content creation space now. And him and him and his brother, George, you know, they're putting out YouTube videos of them playing with other content creators. And it just makes me wonder like how hard is he working on his game if he's showing up in these YouTube videos? Didn't know if you have any thoughts on that. You know, I think it's really easy to say that it's an either or type situation. I'd want to know more about how much effort is he putting into those? How much time is he spending before I really kind of cast any aspersions? But yeah, I mean, you've, you've got to wonder Anytime that he's spending shooting a video and not working on his game, is that really the best use of that time? You know, yeah. kind of think no. And um, I know also like in a couple of uh, events, he's had his brother George caddy for him. I I don't know a whole lot about George. I know they were both on the Big Break uh, Golf Channel show a long time ago, and they were both trying to make it. 
is he at the point in his career, Wesley, is he at the point of his career where he can't, you know, really find a stable caddy? Does no one want to hop on that bag? Um, but I got to imagine that having your brother on the bag isn't the best situation in the world and potentially could be costing a couple of shots. Um, so, like, I don't know who Wesley's caddy was this week. I'm assuming it wasn't George, but I don't know, just another thing that kind of came uh, across my mind. I feel like that's a dicey thing to have a family member on the bag. You know, some people have done it and it's been fine and they've played well other times. I think it's just, you know, it's an added distraction. You know, how do you call if your brother's trying to pull a club for you? Is it that much more difficult to call him off because it's your brother rather than somebody who is just someone who's working for you? You know, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't love it. I don't love it. I, I think you've got to have, you've got to have an impartial third party on the bag. You know, I, I think that that just kind of simplifies things for you. You're not bringing yeah. any other baggage out on the golf yeah, course. Yeah, because it's super you. easy. Like if you watch the YouTube videos, you can see kind of the the brotherly back and forth that they have. And I could see, like, I can imagine if if George is on the bag and George sees this in a putt. And then Wesley sees something completely different. Like, uh, they're just out there kind of taking jabs at each other. Um, just, you know, you see the kind yeah. of guy that, that Wesley is, and he's definitely always making jokes or whatever. But, um, yeah, it's got to be distracting or, you know, not the best thing for his game. Uh, my last shout-out that I have here, Grayson Clothing. So, I, so Grayson Clothing, I think some people can pull it off, you know, very nicely. And those people are Akshay Batia and Eric Van Royen. I'm a huge fan of how they make Grayson clothes look. JT, on the other hand, um, I really miss him with Polo. Not the biggest JT Grayson fan. Um, but, yeah, I just watching this weekend, Eric Van Royen, uh, kind of in contention a little bit, and definitely Akshay, but something about those joggers – the way they make them look, I think they just look so good. Got to be careful with joggers, and this is one of my big criticisms of JT and the joggers. You can't be wearing joggers and wearing FootJoy Premiers. You cannot be wearing classic traditional golf shoes with joggers. It looks absolutely idiotic. You've got to go with an athletic style mm-hmm. if you're wearing joggers. Please, 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 JT. If you want to rock the joggers, that's fine. FootJoy's got a whole lot. You know, they've got several different lines of shoes. You don't have to keep rocking the premieres. Branch out a little <laughs> bit. Come on. Do it for us. Please. Please. Uh, yeah. For the good of the game. Uh, speaking for the good of the game, Live Golf, right? They're always trying to grow the game. Uh, <laughs> they are trying to grow the game. Where were they growing uh, the game this week? Sterling? Singapore. Did you, Singapore. Did you see that Sentosa. course? Uh, some of the photos. I did not see that course. I hear it's uh, in an amusement park. Oh, I didn't know that. I just know the. Yeah, I think it's part of a giant okay. amusement park. Yeah, I just saw one. One hole was you know surrounded by water and absolutely looked beautiful. Um, put it on our Instagram story. Uh, so yeah, make sure you check it out. Two in one golf podcast. Um, but yeah, Taylor Gooch wins in a playoff against Sergio Garcia. 
This is Taylor's second win in the last, I think, did they go back-to-back -back weeks for Liv? I'm not sure. I think they did. So, Adelaide was last one, wasn't it? Maybe. I, I mean, I figure they're over in that corner mm -hmm. of the globe. So, yeah. You know, just there you knock go. them Back-to-back -back weeks. Um Back-to-back -back weeks, back-to-back -back wins. Taylor Gooch, your first back-to-back -back winner go, on history. Will there uh, be another? Yeah, you got to imagine that they are. There's going to be another. Um, it's a big question. It's a loaded. It's a loaded question. Very loaded question, Sterling, because it presumes that there's going to be a live tour as a going mm. concern. So, you know, maybe. I mean, there could be a live tour for the next hundred years. There's there enough go. money that's, to fund. That's it. the whole thing. They're they're not Is afraid the to interest? lose all that money. Um, no, no, no. It's a drop in the bucket, literally, a drop in the bucket of big. Oil. I'm definitely pro PGA Tour, but I I think there's definitely a world where the DP World Tour, the Asian Tour, some of the other smaller tours definitely get taken over by Live. Um, the Australian event kind of showed that a little bit. Um, all the fans who hadn't had a golf event since, you know, the 2019 President's Cup. Uh, so I think if they, you know, capitalize on going to different places around the world in big markets, I think they could definitely, you know, have a chance to be around for, you know, a long time. DP World Tour... Because of the strategic alliance with the PGA Tour, they're they're not going near live with a ten foot pole. Um, I think that if the PGA Tour really, if they were to consider themselves stewards of the game and not just a mechanism to shovel large amounts of money in the pockets of their membership, I mean they can still keep doing that. Not saying they have to stop, but if they also want to be any kind of a steward of the game, for God's sake, there's got to be at least one big tournament yeah. in Australia. The Aussie Open, the Aussie PGA, seriously. TW used to go down there back in the day. Spieth has gone down there and I believe won mm -hmm. the Australian Open. How cool would it be if they could get somebody to put up a substantial sum of money and have a designated event down in Australia, you know, make the Australian Open or the PGA a designated event, play it at a course like we got to see a few years ago in uh, the President's Cup, Royal Melbourne, something like that. That would be incredible. Yeah. Would watch, would right, get up in the middle say, of the night to watch, probably. You got to do your usual uh, tape recording thing. <laughs> would definitely would definitely dvr and watch the next day but honestly i mean if i couldn't sleep i'd i'd go downstairs yeah. and watch that absolutely some of the courses in australia are just absolutely unbelievable and really reward great shot making and great shot makers and yeah let's let's see it let's make that happen um, come on but going back to to live so taylor gooch now currently going leads live. uh the live individual points by 19 um what whatever that really means who knows yeah 19 19, 19 points what? it's similar to the fedex cup but yeah but i don't know 
DJ won it last year. Similar, but yeah. And definitely not the same feel as the FedEx Cup, but who knows? That could just come with history. Um, but they do go to Oklahoma. They go to Tulsa uh, in two weeks. So that's where he's from. Center Tulsa, center of the golf universe. If you watch Full Swing. <laughs> Everything intersects oh, okay. in Tulsa. What was that, the PGA? Yeah, it was just the PGA last year. But if you watched, if you were not a PGA Tour fan and you watched Full Swing, like my wife, she's like, what is the big deal with Tulsa? I'm like, hon, it's actually just one tournament, but there's so yeah. many storylines that went through that tournament. She's like, oh, okay, yeah. I thought it was all the same golf course they were showing. Yeah, I never realized yeah. that. Just one tournament. Just one tournament. But that was the through line for just about all the uh, yeah, storylines had last year. Matthew Fitzpatrick, who was in contention at the PGA but didn't win. You had JT, mm-hmm. who won the PGA. Mm-hmm. Who Meet. won. And then if you hadn't heard, if you hadn't heard, JT right. and Spieth are friends. Frenemies. Frenemies. But they also compete. Say. But they compete against each other. Yeah, they. you might call them frenemies. Uh, Mito Pereira, who absolutely blew the PGA Championship last year. And who knows, if he wins that PGA Championship, is he on live? Who's to say? Uh, um, who can say? Ian Poulter, I think they you know highlighted. He played in the yeah, PGA Championship. Uh, yeah, exactly. For a couple, a couple days. Of days. Uh, I'm trying to think who else they they kind of highlighted. I don't think the, they did a whole lot with Colin or DJ or Brooks there, uh, but it no. seems like yeah, pretty much everyone else. Uh, a couple of honorable mentions in the Live Golf Singapore. It's not an open, but I think it's just Live Golf Singapore 2023 is kind of how they call the, the name of all their tournaments. Yeah. Um, but Brooks Kepka finished in third behind Sergio and Taylor Gooch. Cam Smith finishing seventh, and Phil Mickelson, who was you know close to the lead after round one, you know played well at the Masters. Uh, he ended up finishing in fifteenth. Yeah, you wonder, you wonder how well Mickelson could play, you know, on a sustained basis if he actually looked mm-hmm. like he cared. <laughs> yeah. You know, if it actually mattered to him, kind of like the yeah. Masters matters to him. Yeah, but hey, that that's that's part of what makes Mickelson Mickelson. Um, Live golf, they are coming to DC, kind of our area, uh, May twenty sixth through the twenty eighth. Uh, this is not a plug or anything, but I did play at Trump National Golf Club, is which is where they're going to have the Live uh, tournament. Um, beautiful course, right on the Potomac. Um, great shape. They were putting up the whole grandstands and whatever. Uh, really interesting finishing hole. Not sure how it's going to look since they do a shotgun start, but there's really nowhere for the fans to watch on the 18th hole there, so that's going to be super interesting. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's 40 bucks for a ticket. Maybe we potentially go. I think I'm going to try to go at least one day, um, probably either Saturday or Sunday, and just uh, I don't know, just see what it's all. What I was going to say, what all the hype's about, but. There's not a whole lot of hype, but let me just go check it out for a couple of a uh, couple of hours. That's good for you to do that. Report back to uh, report back to our listening audience. Yeah. Uh, so moving right along here, um, the LPGA Tour was in uh, LA, the JM Eagle LA Championship, and Hannah Green was in a three-way playoff uh, at nine under. 
takes home four hundred and fifty a thousand dollars. Didn't get a chance to watch a whole lot, but I know Mike, you had some words you wanted to share. I got to watch. I think I watched about the last hour or so. Wilshire Country Club, very very cool golf course. Huge contrast to kind of a, a nameless Nicholas factory course that they played last week in their major um, ton of character at Wilshire. A lot of really interesting green complexes, a lot of interesting design, really strategic hazards. Very cool. Um, Cheyenne Knight literally ejected herself from the golf tournament via one of those very interesting hazards. Um, coming down the stretch, I uh, forget if she was in the lead, tied for the lead, or just out of the lead. Things were changing very quickly. The leaderboard was all over the place. And uh, Knight had about 230 or so yards into a par five with her second. Um, hit a uh, pretty low lofted fairway wood. Kind of caught it a little thin. Didn't quite get it over the, uh, over the penalty area, the barranca, as it were which was rock lined on both of its banks. And did she get one of those friendly kicks back into the fairway or up on the green? Absolutely not. The ball shot straight right over a fence into Beverly Hills Boulevard out of bounds and pretty much ended her chances right there. So gotta love any course that can create that kind of chaos. And then the 18th hole par three, I'm a big fan of par three, 18th holes. I like how the course architect gets to decide what your last approach shot is going to be. You know, they're not letting you, you know, they're not letting you have any say with how you play a tee shot. It's going to be, you know, a tight, tight green, very narrow and long, lots of interesting pin placements. They had it way in the back. And kind of a do or die shot that you had to hit where, you know, you finish two feet short of your spot, you're plugging in the face of a bunker, you hit your spot, nice little kicker that's going to roll it right down to the pin with, uh, you know, giving you a good look at birdie. Hannah Green actually left herself about a 20 footer, made a great putt in regulation just to get herself into the playoff and then was just absolute nails coming down the stretch closed it out loved watching it absolutely want to see want to see more of that um i don't know why it makes me excited for the u.s open at lacc i don't know if they're the same course architect but just man la has got some incredible incredible golf courses would you say they're underrated I think Wilshire's underrated. Um, Riviera, we hear so much about, and there's so much hype for it that it is no better than properly rated, if not maybe just a teensy mm-hmm. bit overrated. Uh, but can't wait to see LACC. Um, you know, just everything I've heard about it, I think it's going to be absolutely incredible. You know, a lot of big mm-hmm. Max Homa fans yep. on this pod. Max has a great record there, you know, but just absolutely, you know, I am all in on LA golf. I've never played there, but just all in on it. Yeah, well, uh, you know, we'll have to wait a couple of uh, months before the U.S. Open. Um, 
But mm-hmm. what we don't have to wait for is is next week. A right. designated event, Wells Fargo Championship. You mentioned Max Homa. He's a defending champion. Max Homa. Uh, last year it was played at TPC Potomac up here in D.C. Uh, I went on Sunday, watched Tony Finau basically play his entire final entire final round. Um, honestly, forgot where I was going at this point. But, yeah, Max Homa defending uh, back at uh, geez, Quail Hollow where they had – the President's Cup last year, which is why they didn't play the Wells Fargo there last year. Um, I think the biggest story going into the Wells Fargo is Roy McIlroy. We haven't heard from him since he withdrew from the RBC Heritage. I don't know if he's scheduled to have any sort of press conference or anything heading into it. Um, but what do you think we see from Rory this week? <sighs> It's been so much radio silence, don't really know, but Quail Hollow, for whatever reason, seems to energize him. Um, not that it's a great and architecturally significant golf course, but it, it absolutely fits his eye, fits his game. So, you know, I, I'll go out on a limb. I think we're going to see at least a top 10 out of Rory. Interesting. I, um, I would like to see him play well here i just get a little worried um like you said he loves this golf course now what happens if he misses the cut how much harm is that going to do to him mentally again i don't think we're going to hear anything about why he withdrew from the rbc heritage um but yeah i I really hope he plays well this week um we need we don't need a three-horse race but john rom is definitely the best player in the world right now scotty scheffler is in second um I guess right now you could say a Max Homa would be in third, um, but I would love to replace Max Homa with a Rory McIlroy, kind of a bigger name, and get that three-horse race going again. Uh, moving on to our picks All uh, right. for the Wells Fargo Championship. Didn't make any picks last week for the for the Wells Fargo. Or not the yeah. Wells Fargo, the Mexico Open. Uh, kind of a miss on our part. Kind of slipped by us, but, you know. Um, Cut us a little slack. So we're going to go ahead and let Madison pick first, and Madison is going to take Max Homa, his favorite golfer. And then I'll let you go next. Man. You know, I'm seeing some names on this list, and I'm wondering, this is a designated event? Yeah. Jason Duffner? Jason hey, Duff, major winner. He is a major winner. Um, was that in the century? The century. Yeah, it, it, it's it's within the decade. It, it was. It was. It's, it's coming up on yeah. his ten-year anniversary. Um, it is. It is. Uh, Lanto mm. Griffin, VCU uh, pride of VCU. Yeah. Lanto Griffin, uh, not going oh, with okay. Lanto either. Uh, Kramer Hickok, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, no. Thank you, no. No, thank you. Yeah. Kelly Kraft. Kraft mac and cheese. Exactly. Not happening. Uh, my boy, my beautiful boy, Francesco Molinari. Do I take Francesco? I think Francesco? he's a lock no. for a top 50, no. though, this week. I, I, I think he might be. he might be a lock for a top 50 this week. Now, can you tell uh, I'm stalling? Do you want me totally to Totally stalling. 
Totally stalling. No, 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 no. Because I can keep going down the uh, the field list. Here it is. Sahith. Is this where Sahith breaks but through? It'd be really cool. It's not. I, me, I think top 10 Mike. out of Sahith. Would not be surprised. So I'm at the bottom of the leaderboard. I'm at the bottom of the leaderboard, and I think the bottom of the leaderboard might be the top. Cameron Young. It's unbelievable that he hasn't won yet. How has he not won yet? All I think right. it happens. Is that you taking? He's got, the, he's got the game. He's got the attitude. He's had big finishes on big stages. It's got to happen. It's got to yeah, happen, right? It's it's right? got to happen it's at some happen. point. Why not make it? You know, in North Carolina. Why not make it? I don't know where he's exactly. from, but he he looks like you he know? could be from North Carolina for sure. He's from New York. I wouldn't have guessed that. <laughs> His dad was the pro at Sleepy okay. Hollow, but didn't Young play at Wake Forest? I'm not sure. Well, we don't have Stack Guy Madison to look that up, but um, we don't have Stack Guy Madison to look it up. But maybe I yeah, can look it up. I'll, really I'll, quick. I'll um, you go ahead and look it up, and then I'll go with my pick. Um, but I also want to ask you this: while you're looking that up, um, Sunday is Mother's Day. Um, you're a man with wife and kids. Um, let's just say that Sahith Thagala, two-shot lead going into Sunday, would you even be tempted to go? Man. We got radio sounds from Mike right now. Would I be? Yeah, I know. This doesn't make for good radio. Um, would I be tempted to go? Absolutely. Absolutely, I'd be tempted to go. That said, it's because my sister lives in Charlotte. Um, Some great, great restaurants in Charlotte that we know because of my sister and her husband. So could I somehow spin this into a bigger time? Yeah, I think I could. All right. Well, I think I could. I think I could. I think I could do this, and I think the marriage would survive. Uh, well, Sahith, if you're listening, uh, let's make this happen. Uh, let's let's go into Sunday with a yeah. two or more shot lead. Um, well, Mike's again looking that up. I'm gonna go. Oh, by the way, okay, he did go. So there to you wake. go. Yeah, the, yeah, the fans will definitely be rooting him on. Um, my pick. I'm gonna take a past champion. Uh, I'm going to go with Jason Day, someone who hits the ball high into the air, which I think he has to do at Quail Hollow because the greens are going to be playing pretty firm. Um, the, you know, the putter's got to be there. He's, you know, changed putters a, a few times this year, but I believe he's found a Scotty that he likes. And, yeah, like I said, he's got a good history here. Um, hasn't won in a while. I think he's due. He's had a pretty good year so far. And, that's yeah, that's why I'm going with Jason Day. All right. Would love to see that. What a story. Would that not be a fantastic yeah. story? I think so. Uh, I will say this about Quail Hollow. Um, I think, again, me personally, it looks a lot better on TV than it does in person. Yeah. Have you been? You've been there, right? I've been there. I saw the second round of the 2017 mm. PGA Championship. I don't know if they do something with the camera filters, or we went, you know, late summer. No, it was just in the fall, 
for the President's Cup last year. And it didn't look that great. Um, it definitely looked a lot greener on TV in 2021 in May. Um, I don't know. But the, the grandstands on on 18, when we went for the President's Cup, it was the 16th hole. I um, still had massive crowds, but it, again, it just looked better on TV. It almost looks hillier on TV. When we got there, it, was, it almost seemed pretty flat. Yeah, still looking forward. Yeah, I, I can see that. Um, definitely nicer to be there in May than when I was there in mm. August. Charlotte in August. Yeah, don't do that to yourself. Definitely don't do that to yourself. How was it in September when you went? For it was the honestly, it was a little chilly, still... actually. I wore pants and a, and a T-shirt. Oh, was it? Yeah. But um, oh, wow. okay. we had weather okay. coming in the day that we were there on Sunday because I remember mm. Madison bought a $100 umbrella. Gotcha. That who knows if he's used. I don't know. We'll have to ask him in the next episode. It's a good yeah. question. People want to know. Especially me. Um, I People remember like the day know. he got it, he, he was walking up to the front and it was one of those like last minute items that they put close to the registers. And, you know, the forecast, it had rained a little bit but the forecast wasn't showing any rain and he felt, you know, peer pressured or pressured to buy it by the, uh, I guess the lady or the, the cashier at the front, he was looking at it and they were like, yeah, yeah, you know, rains might, rain might come in. Um, so he ended up walking out with a, with a pretty expensive umbrella. Uh, moving on to, to the last thing and other news, I guess in the, in the world of sport, um, my Lakers, on to the second round of the playoffs. Uh, shout out to LeBron James. Um, got rid of Villain Brooks and Jean Morant, who said they were fine in the West. And I got the Lakers winning against the Warriors in six. I don't know if you have any basketball takes, Mike. Not big on the NBA takes, but, you know, I'll I'll, I'll go with that. I'll go with Lakers. Uh, I'll go with Lakers and six. And yeah, we appreciate your support. Having having paid zero attention to uh, to NBA basketball, I'll probably watch yeah. the uh, the finals. It's, just, it's one of those events. I think we had a, a discussion on yeah. however many podcasts ago, just like top five sporting events, and I think I put it in the in the top five for sure. Yeah, I know that's definitely one of your top. Five. Uh, the Boston Bruins. Everybody keeps talking about how great the uh, the basketball is this year. Honestly, so I feel like I owe it to myself to yeah, yeah, dip my toe back in the. It's NBA definitely I mean, the last two years. It's been pretty good because it's been a toss up on who's going to win. Um, super teams mm-hmm. have kind of died down a little bit, even with Kevin Durant going to Phoenix. Um, you know they they're already down to the Nuggets by one game and it just doesn't it feels like anyone could win this year uh, you know LeBron and Curry getting older and like I said it's just it's mm-hmm. it's wide open uh, Jimmy Butler took down yeah. the best team in the NBA the Milwaukee Bucks and I don't know if you saw that Giannis post game interview but I did not uh, basically just talked about how you know not everything's a failure in sports. If you lose, you know, there's still things that 
you know you can take away from it which was kind of a, a nice uh perspective of, of looking at his situation um what were you gonna say no just gonna say that uh you know, I know you're a big Kobe fan, and that is uh, that was one of Kobe's big mantras. You know, there is no failure; you mm-hmm. either win or you learn. And that's actually something that uh, you know I've used with my teams at work that I manage. That you know, don't look at anything, don't look at any setback as a failure. What did we learn from it? And I think that's a phenomenal attitude to uh, to yeah. take through life. As long as you actually learn from the losses. Keep making the same mistakes over and over again. Maybe, uh, maybe there is a yeah. problem there. But, but now some great, some great perspective from you. Um, in the world of hockey, are you a big hockey fan? I used to be a big hockey fan when I was a kid. I just don't have the time to uh, to follow it nearly uh, as much. Yeah, I don't watch hockey at all. I got a couple of friends who like it, but it's just tough for me to watch. I have a hard time following the puck. Um, but. <laughs> The Boston Bruins, best team in the NHL this year. I think they scored. I think again, I really don't watch hockey, but maybe the best record throughout the year in mm-hmm. NHL history. Scored yeah. the most goals. So really, the best team that we've seen in a long time. And they just lost to the Florida Panthers in a game seven last night. Which yeah, is, uh, it's not not figuring that out. But uh, but my my New Jersey Devils still hanging in there in the series against is this the Rangers. second round. No, I think this is the uh, oh, okay. the first round still. So the winner of that series plays uh, Carolina, the mm. Carolina Hurricanes, which uh, have a pretty strong tie to the company I work for. So love to see Carolina mm-hmm. playing well. Gotten to see a few Carolina games definitely a fun uh fun atmosphere live hockey is pretty cool even though i don't really follow hockey anymore i will go watch a live hockey game any day yeah the fans always seem pretty um electric no matter who's playing oh yeah um washington nationals lost 16 to 1 which is insane to the pittsburgh pirates that's all i have to say about that um yeah other than that i don't know what else you got mike so, do we want to get into? We talked about, we talked mm-hmm. about Taylor mm-hmm. Gooch. We talked about how he's playing on live. One place we're probably not going to get to see him play is the U.S. Open. Yeah, so we we had that in there. I couldn't remember the exact verbiage that the USGA yeah. or the U.S. Open, whatever people used, uh, it was something like so in the past. If you qualify for the top, or if you qualify for the top thirty in the FedEx Cup, you're automatically. If you, if you qualify for the okay. Tour Championship, but they changed, they amended, they amended the language slightly, and definitely, definitely Weasley, in in my opinion, to say that you had to qualify and be eligible mm-hmm. for the tour championship and because gooch is suspended from the pga tour he was ineligible for the tour championship even though he was in the top for 30 and had qualified for it yeah so 
you know, I, I don't, I don't know why. I don't know why they did this. I, I, it really, it makes no sense to me, you know, and I'll, I'll leave my feelings about Liv out of this completely. Just, it makes no sense to me. He is still one of the best golfers in the world. Um, he had qualified for the tour championship to change your wording and change the qualification at the point that they did. It just doesn't look good. It doesn't pass the smell test. Um, you know, the department of justice is looking into, you know, potential anti-competitive practices and you do this. Why? One year, you couldn't let him play one year. I mean, if you really were that concerned about him playing, you know, the likelihood of him making it next year because he will not qualify for the tour championship mm. this year. The only way he'd be able to make it is either on his OWGR or playing in uh, local qualifying. You know, just let all that happen next year. But that, that made no sense. And especially sounds like he had not signed up for local qualifying. So he's going to need to have a really great finish at the PGA Championship where they have extended an invitation to him. Uh, that's going to be his only path into the U.S. See, I didn't know that he hadn't signed up for anything locally. Yeah, he missed the, he missed the deadline to file oh. for local qualifying. And the way he's playing right now, he probably would have qualified. He probably would have. He, he could have gone out there, played 36 holes at, you know, whatever local site, shot, you know, 10, 12 under, and mm-hmm. walked away with with the local. Yeah. So, you know, again, just why do that? Why yep. do that? It just looks petty. It just looks petty. You need to be bigger than that, yeah. I feel like. I agree 100%. I mean, it's like I said this last week. The field's so big. You know, if maybe if he wins, you would, you know, have some sort of feeling about it. But, like, what are the chances of that actually happening? 150-plus players in the U.S. Open. Like, you're not even going to realize he's there. Yeah. And truly, what are the – even coming in on a heater, what could the best – you know, his – you know, the best chances he could have – like maybe a 5% chance, a 10% yeah. chance against one of the strongest fields in golf. Yeah. Why are you why are you worried about it? And if you're not worried about it, why are you doing this? And how does it make any sense? In what world does this make any sense? It just looks yep. petty. I agree 100%. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all we have for this week. Episode 44 is in the books. Um, look forward to watching the Wells Fargo Championship. Who knows? Maybe Mike heads down there on Sunday. Uh, I might. Maybe I make yeah, a flying maybe, run down there. Together. I don't know. Um, Who knows? I think if Akshay is in contention, I might go. I don't know. I might just go period because it's not that far. How often do we really have a chance to go see a PGA Tour event? Got to take advantage yeah. when you can. Um, 
but yeah make sure you guys are, are, are following on all the socials twitter tiktok youtube instagram all at two in one golf or two in one golf podcast and we'll see you all in the next episode